0: person who is the on-site, ma- uh, the on-site manager for it, and he sent me a, a video, and it was of the north parking lot, and the north parking lot looked like a blooming Wood river. I mean, there I, in all the years I lived in that area, I had never seen that quantity of water, and here one of the tenants was. was in hot pursuit of his barbecue <laughs> and he grabs this thing and the water's up to his knee well this is just totally and so i very carefully said and how many buckets do you need in the building <laughs> and so uh, we had a few buckets but i have never seen rain come down like that and i have a whole new respect for how that could have possibly happened there because it isn't like it's a lowland. so anyway I am here this morning to talk to you about the one thing, and so if I can, and I can, okay, okay, if I can engage you in the idea that there is one single thing, that if you absolutely know it, if you absolutely embrace it, embody it, it will... Will not only transform your life, but more importantly, it will give you a groundedness, a sense of of so being so present in your life that there is no longer a sense of depression or a cause for depression. Uh, that it will give you a resilience. It will give you the capacity to switch in and out. Yes, you uh, things go on in your life and. Uh, I'm looking around and I know there are some others that are close enough to my age to remember a child's toy called a weevil. Okay, for those that are too young for that, although they may still sell them, they are wonderful. you know that a weevil wobbles but it never falls down? <laughs> And so if you know this one thing and you have totally and completely embodied it in your beingness, then you, like the weeble, may wobble, but you will never fall down. So that it is so powerful in your life, it is the one thing that can make it so you cannot be knocked off center, you cannot be depressed and knocked down, you cannot... uh, be torn from uh, from what you believe. You cannot be upset, you know, only temporarily by a set of circumstances. And so, when you really, really embody that, it carries you through everything, absolutely everything.
1: And it is
0: the most important tool that you are, most important aspect that you will ever have. To bring you a thriving life. And all it is, is to affirm, to embody, to embrace. I am simply spirit. Just say that with me. I am simply simply spirit. spirit. Now, a lot of you are probably saying, I already know that. I already know I'm a spiritual being having this experience. And I want to reframe that are not a human being having a spiritual experience. You are not even a, a spiritual being having a human experience. Spirit is being you. That's how intimate this relationship is. And there again, some of you are probably saying, I already know that. And I'm going to be a little bit kind of, well, I'm often known, you know, a minister is there to the afflicted. But he or she is also there to afflict the comfort. Because when we get too comfortable, what happens is we start taking things for granted. They move out of top of mind awareness into old habit. And old habit all of a sudden gets contaminated by the habits associated with circumstances. So I want to call you back to another little affirmation that I dearly love, and it, it uh, happens all the time in our lives, and I love these things because they turn. off. Anyway, there it is. And the affirmation is simply... I didn't need it, the affirmation. Okay, I needed it so I wouldn't interrupt myself again. Okay,
1: the affirmation
0: is simply... Spirit in me, is, is me, as me, uh, is me. Spirit, and you follow along. Spirit in me, is as me, is me. Okay, now all in one. Spirit in me, as me, is me. Now, when it comes to this uh, comforting the afflicted and afflicting the comfortable, okay, I want to have some... Questions, don't expect answers. Only expect you to go into a bit of reverie, and that is last. Uh, when is the most recent time you allowed a circumstance to upset you? <laughs> Thank you, God calling. That's yeah, yeah. And so, um, was it um, a week ago? the Last time. <laughs> I like the giggles. Okay. Uh, was it maybe three days ago? Was it maybe this morning? Okay, it can be that close because when we get caught up in the routine of life, we suffer from temporary amnesia, and that temporary amnesia says, "I am only human," and uh, no, that's not true. Thank so, and I love that paint so because you can throw it in almost anywhere. And so when somebody says, Well, I'm only human, no, I think so. Because you are spirit. Spirit is being you. That's how intimate this relationship is. And so in spirit being you, that means that it is always at your disposal. It is always there. Now, go back to being if you really are grounded in this knowing that you are simply spirit. You are simply spirit showing up in the world, being you, being magnificently uh, the human expression of this divine being that is you. When that happens, okay, circumstance. We all live in circumstance. The question is how quickly do you remember? Is it after you've gone all over somebody? Or is it when uh, in the metro area we have a silly thing about blessing the people on the beltway? We bless them, all right. Okay. And so in those memory lapses, you know, the divine in me uh, would do that.
1: The divine in me
0: would say, bless you. The human in me says, else. It still has the same words but the intonation conveys a very, very different meaning. And so when the question is how fast can you get back to knowing? How fast can you resume that? And so the one thing is the truth. It is that what what you are is simply spirit. It cannot be denied It cannot be diminished, it cannot be withdrawn from you, because spirit is eternal, and you get to construct who you are. Now, how many people do you know that will answer, well, that's just who I am? Or if they're doing something that maybe is not terribly pleasing, and the response is, well, that's just who I am at times people will say even nice things about, well, uh, uh, that's, you know, that's who I am. And they'll be very composed about it. But I want to know, have you consciously constructed who you are? Because what you are is an absolute. It cannot be altered. You are spirit being you. That is an absolute truth, no matter what. That from that Constantly at choice, ever evolving into who you are. So, if you take a moment, go inside, this may be comfortable or not. I warn you on the way in. Go inside and ask, Who I am, that is, how I am expressing my humanity, is it who I Am I fully expressed? Am I radiant and thriving? Am I enjoying life? Am I being present with my loved ones? Am I being fully who I desire to be? If the answer is yes. Bless you and not like on the beltway. Uh, Bless you and I am in awe of you. Because I and most everybody I know has some room between my ideal me and the work in progress where I am now. And the, one of the most powerful things about our philosophy is it doesn't matter whether you're this close to that ideal or you're that far from that ideal. We know that we are constantly at choice. We know that we have the tools so that we can make different choices all the time. We can shift how we are in the world. We can put new thoughts, recognize the name of it. Okay, we can put new thoughts in place and alter how our lives are. The thing that I also love is that we live, of course, in a world of choice and consequences. Every single choice, every one. Not just the nice ones, not just the bad ones. All choices have consequences. And so when we make a choice, and the consequence is moving us in the direction that we wish to be. Then great. If we discover that that uh, choice that we made isn't, we always have the opportunity to put a new choice in place. And I know that that's really, really basic and we we'll us go back to, okay, was it a week ago? Was it three days ago? Or was it this morning? When you let circumstances how you were in the world. So, how recently? Now, if you build in the habit so that when, when circumstance happens, you immediately affirm spirit, me, as me, is me. And use it as an anchor Or a weevil. I don't care whether you use the affirmation or the weevil. Either one works because they bring you back to that awareness. Ah, yes, I am.
1: I don't have to go
0: anywhere else. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to qualify. And as a certain illustrious person that I love. you know and love, too, declared uh, rather recently in a uh, written piece he submitted, it seems, and by the way, I'm of course talking to your beloved, uh, about your beloved Reverend Tony, it seems like a simple direction. Keep your word by speaking and living only the truth. Well, the truth is you are simply spirit. And so if, since that is the truth, and Reverend Tony said it so clearly, then uh, it's easy to follow Don Miguel Ruiz's direction to be impeccable with your speech, impeccable with your life, impeccable with your thinking. Because again, as Reverend Tony said, Have you ever been influenced by somebody else's opinion? Oh, wow. <laughs> See, I knew we had so much in common. So, so when somebody else says something about you, whether in your presence or you hear that they said it about you or even not in your presence, okay, that's one of those that can Suddenly, get the weevil wobbling. Okay. So when, when somebody, when you get one of those occasions in your life, and instead you affirm, Spirit in me as me is me, where you remember the images of the weevil, great spiritual teacher. And so, when something like that happens, when somebody has said something, maybe you're feeling. That's your takeaway, okay. When that happens, do you identify with spirit or do you identify with your humanity? Do you remember the truth of what you are? Do you remember that Reverend Tony has been telling you, this is the truth of what you are. So do you get caught in, do you land in the what you are or do you get caught What is at the spiritual level? Who is at the spiritual level? So when something come, confronts you, then uh, which way do you go? And you need to be very, very practiced at this. The, reason, the special reason that you need to be very, very practiced at this, remembering to identify at the spirit level, is that How you then regard yourself, your perception of yourself, which is being influenced by a circumstance. Okay, it is working in you and it shows up other than consciously in one in the relationship. Because what you are how you are valuing yourself, how you are perceiving yourself is And so, when you are in that place of acknowledging your, that you are spirit, and that you are creating this ever-evolving who, this how you are in the world, then that is the filter through which you are looking at the world. Now, follow me. You don't have to, but it helps. Okay. Put your fingers like cross like this, and look through the lattice that is created. That's the filter of how you see your world. So my question is, are you seeing as much as possible? Are you closing down on what you see? Are you seeing as much as possible and reflecting that you are the activity of God as love in this world? Because if your filter is love, and what you see in others is love. What you are open to see in others is love. What is reflected other than consciously of you into the world is love. So when that's how well, you come into the world, when that's how you are experiencing yourself in the world and how you are seeing who is in your world, then that's how you are engaging with them. So perceptions convey a lot. And uh, spirit has this really ugly thing that it does every so sort often. And that is at least it does it to me. I have no idea what it is. But it does it to me, and one of those things that gets tangled up in my self perce- you know my self perception is kind of loaded with self judgment, and with nobody else. Here. Okay. So this self judgment, this self judgment says that I am thorough, I'm complete, I am conscious, I am loving, I am caring, I am thoughtful, I am, and I have this list. Somebody once told me that if you always affirm all those positives preceded by the I am, that they come to pass. Well, they almost do. So, um, this morning, a spirit decided to give me an excellent example of how self talk can sabotage somebody. I got a call early this morning saying, you know where the key to our center is? Now, we wait. Center in the Arlington Arts Center, and we have a key card. And the blood ran out of me as I said in my book. Now, if you don't think that kicked off the self-talk, remember, self-talk is nothing more than circumstance. Self-talk is strictly manufactured. It is totally just whatever you make it. And so when when I um, got the news and had the revelation of where the key was, I said, oh, well, you can call a security company. Well, a security company, and I guided my beloved, into finding the instructions in my folder, in my office, at the house, and he got them. Called the 800 number and the 800 number says, we can't help, we're in whatever, okay, call so-and-so. Well, he called so-and-so and they said, now this is a security company that's supposed to be able to respond to an emergency on a property. You've reached so-and-so and so-and-so, we will return the call within 24 hours of our office reopening on Monday. And. Uh, so I got this panic call back, and we went a couple of iterations of this and no one could release the lock on the building remotely now I know they used to be able to do it because quite frankly we this is the second time <laughs> not because I was out of town I was in town we lost the key that time but still we knew they could do it we knew that was a possibility that was out there in uh, okay. The net result is, uh, I had an opportunity to really self-bash, and uh, fortunately, I have been practicing this about, ah yes, spirit in me as me, I am okay, I may look incredibly stupid, but I am okay, <laughs> so that reminded me of a, a very interesting little thing uh, that uh, Rachel named wrote, some of you may be familiar with her writing, she's a grand, grand, insightful writer, and she said, and she writes about people and how they are in the world, and so when we see life as weak, uh, we are called to help, and when we help, we make it weaker. And when we see life as broken, we find lots of reasons that it's broken when we find life as whole, then we rise to service. We step out of our fears. We rise to a level of generosity and service that is so present that we can be fully present with one another. We can be fully present with ourselves. We can be that compassionate presence that says, it doesn't. God, spirit is being here. That's just a service, and so you can laugh at some of the most ridiculous things. And so it really just comes down to: Do you allow yourself to think of yourself at all times, in all?